Oh, thank God. I'll tell you what. God is so good, isn't He? Yeah. Amen. And we, we just thank the Lord for... You know, I believe the country's going to open up. <laughs> We're going to see it open up again because God... Listen, uh, you can only be confined so long. But you know, however long it takes, we can do it because God's grace is with you. Amen. Amen. God will give you the grace and the ability to be able to withstand and to stand and do what we have to do. But we're believing that God's power Amen. through the church. Listen, did you know there's a lot of Christians in this nation? Yeah. You know, regardless of what others are saying, there's still a lot of born-again believers that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, they may be in different churches, they may be in different places, but as long as they believe the blood and that Jesus is the Son of God... He died for them, resurrected on the third day. That's what God requires. Amen. And then there's some extra benefits when you get saved. Amen. And I'll tell you what, some people are not enjoying all the benefits. How many's known you? I worked on a job one time and, and didn't know I had some benefits in my package, Brother Jeremy. You know, and, and I worked there for several months and finally somebody said, Clarence, why don't you take advantage of these benefits? I said, I didn't know I had them. And they read them to me. I said, well, I'm going to take advantage of it. And I could have been doing it all the time. Listen, that's the way it is with the Lord, too. There's benefits in this Word. We have benefits. We have a benefit package here. And what we need to do is just take time to read it and say, oh, that's mine. (laughs) I'm going to take that. I claim that in the name of the Lord. Praise God. But God's Word is truth. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Turn with me over in your Bibles. We're going to read in Luke 21, verse 28, or you can look up here with me. (laughs) And we're also going to look at Psalms 121 and then John 4. But I want to read these three verses. I call these the lift up your eyes Bible verses. But he said, now when these things begin to happen... I want to just pause there for a minute because things are happening in our nation and in this world. When these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head, because your redemption draws nigh or near. When these things begin, listen, I'm not going to sit here and try to pinpoint the time of anything because I don't think we've got that power to do that. But we do know the signs. And we can know the signs of what God is saying and what God is doing. And I tell you what, I do believe that it's going to be soon. And it's sooner than what a lot of people think. And it's going to be not, not exactly the way a lot of people think. And, uh, you know, listen, you know what? Let, let me just insert this. This is free. Tribulation is going to be in our lives. We might even see the beginning of the mark of the beast. They're already working on it. I mean, it started a long time. My brother was manager of a Safeway grocery store. And he told me, he said, Clarence, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> and he was, a, he was a serving God then, you know. But because they had already, in, in, this was several years ago, put the machines in. When you write the check, if you wrote a check, they just take the check. And they just discard it right there because electronically it goes in and it comes right out of your account right at that moment, you know. 
Uh, y'all already knew that already. But I remember when it first happened, and boy, people were just, oh my, what are we going to do? What are we going to Can't even buy groceries no more. Well, when these things begin to happen, you can look up, lift up your eyes, and look unto the Lord. Amen? Because we know what's getting ready. The redemption draws nigh. And that's what Jesus said. Your redemption draws nigh. Jesus said it. I didn't. No denomination. No church. Jesus said it. Our redemption draws nigh. Amen? And look what it said in Psalms 121 and 1 and 2. I like this scripture because we're going to take all of these. But it said, I will lift up mine eyes, this is David talking, to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Oh, glory. What better help can you get than somebody that created the whole thing? Amen. If I need help on my computer, I go to the expert over here sitting on the front row. (laughs) Only this time he didn't do it. He couldn't do it. It was beyond him. (laughs) Well, it wasn't beyond him. It's just that they had it so locked up he can't get in. (laughs) It was an old computer that we had, an old laptop. We was trying to get into it. It was a Mac, Mac computer and Pat liked some of the programs on it, you know. But anyway, uh, anyway, we're we're thankful. But but you know what? You, you go to an expert, and they can open up these things. Oh, yeah. Amen. I'll never forget when my computer crashed on me. Jeremy resurrected that thing, and I mean, he saved everything I had on there. Now, some of it said it couldn't open up, but it did open up in another deal and whatever. And, it, and I got all my stuff back, Jeremy. All my years of study and all my years of writing and all my years of all, I got it all back. Praise God. Amen. God's good. But I'll lift up my heels. Now look at John 4, verse 35. This is Jesus talking again. Do not say there's still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, and you lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are already white for harvest. We've got to lift up and see this world is ready for a move of God and a revival, and for the presence of God to be manifested to everyone. It's ready. Amen? Now, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart a simple phrase, and yet profound. And and he told me one time when I was going through, he said, just lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. And immediately these three scriptures came to me uh, as pretty familiar scriptures on lifting up your eyes and beholding and looking. and uh, But you see, all of them have to do with something being heavenly minded. We've got to get spiritual minded. We've got to get out of the realm of the natural into the spirit realm and begin to see like God sees and, and begin to receive what God has for us, because we see it like He says it. God, is, well, one thing about it, God's not a liar. And, and He's not man that He has to repent, thank God. But what He speaks is truth. But we, we need to have that heavenly, heavenly mindset. It places priority uh, not on what we see, but instead of, what, of who we know. There's a difference. The primary thought is to lift up one's eyes to see what? Reality. You've got to lift up your eyes to see the reality of God. Lift up. Your eyes. Have you ever seen people, and, and I'm not criticizing nobody, but they, they always look down. They, they've never looked up, look, look up. They're always looking down. And uh, there, there's something going on there. 
But lifted up our eyes is linked to the majesty of God and the, and the truth of God and the reality of God and the presence of God. When we can lift up our eyes and behold and see. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians, the first chapter. Uh, he wrote this. He said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and look what he said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Now, he said, I'm praying this for you, that you get uh, uh, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation come to you. Did you know every pastor's heart, true pastors, true shepherds, their heart is to see people Turn to God. And when I say turn to God, I'm not talking about we're all in here saved, born again this morning. We, we love the Lord with all of our heart. But we turn to God. But it, a pastor's heart is to see people continually turn their eyes towards God. In, in the middle of trouble, in the middle of tribulation, in the middle of the problems, in the middle of the battle, we need to turn our eyes towards God. Lift up our eyes towards Him. And see what he can do for us. Amen. And the psalmist said this in 146 verse 8. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. Did you know you can see 2020 and still be blinded? Physical eyesight is not spiritual eyesight. <laughs> Chalk, I said he walked in the other day and he walked in this morning. Don't have glasses on. And he said he can see just as good. You got 20-20 in those eyes now? 20-20 vision in those eyes. Isn't that amazing? I'll tell you what, God is amazing. <laughs> because everything doctors do, it's their, God's wisdom that He put in them to do what they And thank God. He, he has to well, he put on some reading glasses occasionally, as I guess. And uh, me, i got to put on some reading glasses all the time. But uh, I'm going to find your doctor. <laughs> but look what he said. Look what David said. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are bowed down. And the Lord loves the righteous. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. We're not talking about just physical blinded eyes. Jesus did that many, many times. And He does that even today. But the thing is, the, being spiritually blind is worse than being physically blind. We need to come to that point where we want to see what God wants us to see. And see it like God wants us to see. You have to have the Lord open them up for us. God's got to open our eyes. How many remember when you first got saved? You didn't see everything clearly. Hmm? You know, you know, you you know that you received the Lord, but then as you begin to walk with the Lord, and somebody preached on something that was a better thing, and and something that would empower you, and and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and and all of a sudden your eyes are opened. And the revelation comes. And when that revelation hits, you, you're, you're able to receive what God wants you to have. Thank God. Some people's eyes are open to healing. Sometimes people walk around and think, well, there's no hope. There's nothing that God can do for me. There's no hope. There's nothing that I can have. You know. But when your eyes are open and you say, that's for me. That's for me. I want that. Glory to God. 
I had one man come up one night. I was preaching, and, and he didn't even let me give an altar service or an invitation. And he just come right up. He said, Brother Clarence, I want it. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he, but he heard something in the sermon that was specifically to him, and he wanted what God said he could have. We've got to come to that place. Eyes are the windows of the soul. Your eyes talk. Hallelujah. Oh, I can tell when my wife gets angry. She don't get angry. But I can tell when she gets irritated. I should change that word. Irritated. Because I'm an irritator sometimes. Sometimes I do it on purpose because I know it just kind of upsets her, you know. And I shouldn't tell my secrets. But eyes talk. If you're happy, your eyes talk. If you're excited, your eyes talk. If you're hurting, your eyes talk. If you're depressed, your eyes talk. If you're down in the dumps all the way, your eyes talk. Your eyes are the windows of your soul. What's going on down here is going to show through your windows. Amen? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Someone accused me one time. They said, you're always smiling and always happy. I said, well, I'm not tired. (laughs) It takes more strength to frown than it does to smile. More muscles. So if you're frowning all the time, you're using more muscles to frown. And you ought to just try relaxing those muscles and smiling and... I tell you what, you'll be, by the end of the day, you're going to feel chipper. <laughs> because you smiled, amen? But eyes, the phrase eyes are the window of the soul is the idea that you can understand a person's emotions. And you can many times through their eyes. Sometimes thoughts by looking into their eyes. You can, you, you, you know, when you're living with somebody all the time, your husbands and wives, and, and Pat and I, we can, we can look at each other and know. By our eyes, the thoughts that's in our eyes. Because mine's mostly, I'm hungry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, uh, but downcast eyes. You know, that's when somebody always looking downward, you know. They generally represent someone being sad or humiliated when they're always looking downward. Uh, there's exceptions. Generally, when your eyes are focused on the ground and at your feet, we miss so much of the real beauty and opportunity that surrounds. Listen, when you're always looking down, you miss the real good things that God has. If you're always allowing your soul (laughs) to be pulled downward instead of being lifted upward to the Lord, you're going to miss out on a lot of things that God has for us. And this is what God's wanting us to do. Now, I once knew a man, he was about my age, it's, I was pastoring, he, he loved to hunt squirrels, you know. And me, I don't know if I could be a hunter, I, I just, I can't look into those pitiful eyes, pull that trigger. Now, I can eat the meat, y'all go ahead and do it, you know. I love the meat, so don't, don't worry about me, I, I'll, I'll, Pat will cook it too, you know. So, I mean, you know. But it's just hard for me to pull that trigger, you know. 
I, I went out with a bunch of kids one night in the back of a pickup, and they had a shotgun. A shotgun is a scatter gun. You know, it's going to get anything. It's, and, and there was a rabbit, and they said, okay, Clarence, it's your turn. And I said, and they said, shoot, shoot. I said, I can't. He doesn't even know what's going to hit him. And that rabbit got away. I'm sure he went and told the other ones, hey, get over there where that pickup is. You know, they, they won't hurt you over there because there's this tall, skinny boy. He's afraid of us. <laughs> Wasn't afraid of them. I just didn't want to hurt them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but this guy, he, he was so afraid of snakes. He was a squirrel hunter. And he was so afraid of snakes that he continually focused on the ground just ahead. You know? And, uh, <laughs> and I grant you, he didn't step on a snake. But neither did he ever see the squirrels up in the trees who were the object of his hunt, you know. He, he didn't ever get the object of what he went after because he was always looking downward. <laughs> I'm going to get to my point here in a minute. <laughs> but <laughs> some of y'all hunt like I do, don't you? I know L.H. doesn't. He gets out there and gets them. <laughs> or he used to anyway. Amen. But, we're, but, you know, sometimes people just don't see the blessings and the opportunities that God has for us. We're not seeing. And this, don't, this doesn't mean we're to ignore danger. We, you know, God doesn't want you to ignore danger. He doesn't want you to be so foolish that uh, if something's dangerous and lurking, you know, you don't just walk right into it, you know. But He wants us to be wise. Focus on what's positive. And the Word of God's positive. Can you say Amen. Eyes are windows to the soul. Look what uh, the Bible says in Matthew six twenty two twenty four. Uh, Jesus was teaching here. He said, "The eye is the lamp of the body, and if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But your eyes is the lamp of the body, and if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. and And people who fail to lift their eyes are destined to be limited." To, uh, in their description of the future. You know, some people don't know what, from one day to the next, what they're going to do because they can't see. I'm talking about spiritually. And seeing ahead and knowing what God is wanting to do. And people who fail to lift their eyes are destined to be limited to the description uh, of their future. In other words, we can't, some people don't know what they're going to do in life. Now, I'm not talking to you because most of you have made up your mind what you're going to do and you did it and you, made, you did it well. Praise God. But there's a lot of young people and there's young people listening to us by Facebook Live today. You know, there's a lot of people, they don't know what their future holds for them. They can't see it. And so, you know, we, we've got to come to where we can lift up our eyes and behold Him and let Him direct our lives. Amen? Now, you know, how many remember the story of Balaam, the prophet? And he was supposed to prophesy against Israel. Doom and gloom on them. And he ended up, every time he opened his mouth, he blessed them. He blessed them. Now, there, there's a reason for this. Because in Numbers 24.4, it talks about what Balaam told Balak. He said, you know, in other words, he said, God showed him. He said, I have to prophesy what God says. 
I have to speak what God says. But he opened his mouth and prophesied good to Israel. Uh, listen, I, I believe that the devil can't really, he, he's got a, whole, a lot of bad things he wants to put on our lives. Yeah. But I want to tell you something, God's going to stop it. Praise God, God will stop it. God will stop it. God will stop the mouths of those that want to blaspheme, or the mouths of those that want to lie. The, you know, the lies will be stopped. Because God is for you and not against you. And if God be for you, who can stand against us? Amen? Now, that's supposed to be shouting ground there. <laughs> but uh, Balaam, he did that. But lift up your eyes. You need to lift up your eyes. When you stumble, God has a new plan for you to follow. It, it, listen, we've all stumbled and made the wrong choices. Many, many people have made wrong choices in their lives. You can't, you can't go back and undo bad choices. But what you can do is start with a new choice today, following God and putting Him first in our lives and everything that we do and get the will of God in our lives. I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe in, somebody said, well, there's the permissive will of God. There ain't no permissive will of God. There's the perfect will of God. Amen. God's only got one will, His will. God's not, God's not going to let you do what you want to do. God permitted me. No, you, listen, you're going to be the most miserable person in the world if you're doing what you want to do. What, what you've got to do is come to the point where you want what God wants in your life. The will of God. The perfect will of God. Not a permissive will. You've you got to show me in the Bible. If you show me where a permissive will is, I'll, I'll, I'll receive it. But there's only one thing that I've ever seen. It's the will of God. Follow after His will. Follow after what He says. The perfect will of God. Amen? Lift your eyes. Now, there's three thoughts I want to just give you real quick here about... Lifting up your eyes. When calamity happens, you need to lift up your eyes and look up. We've been in a pandemic. Pandemic? Pandemic. I always say it wrong. Pandemanium. We're in a pandemanium. <laughs> but but when we, we, what we've got to do is realize when calamity happens, lift up your eyes. And look up. Whatever. Now we're not saying it's not real. It's a real thing out here. Okay. The, devil's, the devil is real. Demon, demonic forces are real. But, but we don't need to be scared of the devil. And walk in fear of demonic forces. Because we have all power over the devil. He's given us all power over the devil. So therefore, we have power over the enemy. Praise God. And I, I'm, I'll go just a step further. If you've got a symptom of what this junk is out there, did you know what? you still got power in the name of Jesus. Amen? How, how many is still with me? We still have power in the name of Jesus because it doesn't have to come nigh our dwelling place. I, you know, we, we put it, it's not an imaginary line, but, you know, it's an invisible line to the natural. But sometimes I'll just put a line around our property yeah. or a line around us. What is it? The bloodline. Put the bloodline around us. The bloodline. I'll tell you what, when he sees the blood, 
he passes over. And when the blood of Jesus is applied, we, we've got his power and his grace in our life. And the devil is a liar. Amen. Glory to God. I said the devil's a liar. Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But we need to lift up our eyes and, and look. Lift up our eyes and look. Because that's what God said. Look up your, lift up your eyes and, and, and seek help from the Lord. Look at what David said, Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from which comes my help. Listen, our help comes from God. Our help comes from God. We can't look to a person. We can't look to a group. We can't look to anything else but God. God is the answer. He is the one that we look to. And uh, what we got to do is lift up. Look at what David said. I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And sometimes we only look at human solutions to something. Yeah, God gives us wisdom. How many don't understand what I'm saying? We, we walk in wisdom, and we need to walk in wisdom. We don't go out here. I'm not going to go out here and buy me three brand new limousines, you know, because that's not wisdom. <laughs> Besides that, I don't need them. <laughs> Amen? Uh, it, it, but when we walk in faith, and we walk with the Lord, and we lift up our eyes to Him, we, we're not looking to human solutions to our problem. The solution is God Himself. God is our hope. God is our life. God is the solution. God is the answer. Praise God. And so our help comes from the Lord. And we, we look to not only what our five... Listen, if we don't feel good, we're going to tell everybody in the world about it. Our five senses. You know? And what we see, far as I see, <laughs> I always call those, the Pharisees were far as I see. Far as I see. <laughs> but we, 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 we got to have something from the Lord on this thing. Our help comes from the Lord. And we, we look to only what we can see in Him. In Him. It's in Him. David chose not to look at what his five senses uh, could see uh, coming over the horizon. He looked to the Lord and he looked for the miraculous. He looked for the supernatural. He looked for what God could do. He looked for what God could do. What man couldn't do, God can do. And we look to the Lord. And when we're faced with adversity, what are we going to look to? When we have adverse, we're going to have adverse situations in our life. This is only a preliminary stage of what our nation is facing. If the enemy has his way, they would destroy every Christian in this world. We're hated. Franklin Graham took all of his team and all of those big tents and put hospitals and, and, and things there for the people to, in, in New York City. And you know what? Some of the lawmakers there, some of the lawmakers there were anti-God, anti-Christian, and we're not going to get into everything else they are, but they were not serving God. And they said, we don't need this man. Let's keep them all out. Well, you know what kind of attitude it is? That's the devil. 
And you know what? The devil might as well settle down because we're here till Jesus says, come home. <laughs> Amen? The devil is, defeat, is defeated. And God's going to redeem us. Can you say amen? amen? Lift up your eyes to the Lord. Yes. Lift up your eyes to Him. I'm, I'm just trying to get these points to us this morning so that we can see it's not the end of the world. Lift up your eyes from whence comes our help. God is still with us. Amen. Hallelujah. The presence of God is still with us. And if anything, all of the worldly people, those that are anti-God, they're going to really thank us one day because it's us that withholds and withstands the powers of darkness that could destroy right there on the spot. Amen? So victory's ours. Lift up your eyes. See, see what God sees. See what God sees. I preached on this many times here, but see what God sees. We got we got to see like God sees. See it. See it like God is saying. Oh, listen. Sometimes it's hard for us to receive something spiritually because we're so carnally minded. To be carnally minded is what death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Enjoy. How many knows what abundant life is? Some people think abundant life being a multimillionaire and abundant life is having two or three mansions. No, that's, that ain't abundant life. Abundant life is having the joy and the happiness and the peace of God, knowing that whatever you need, you've got more than enough. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what abundant life is. Now, the Bible said Jericho was straightly shut up. Because of the children of Israel. Joshua 6, 1 and 2. And none went out, and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua. Now, listen. You've got to remember Joshua and Caleb were the two, two of, the, of the twelve spies that went in to investigate the land. And they all twelve spies came out with a report. Now, the report that the ten spies that did not believe, they still came out with the same report. It's just like God said, look at these grapes, but in our eyes we were like grasshoppers to the enemy. Those are giants over there. I remember, y'all remember Roy Rogers? He was my hero when I was a kid. Roy Rogers and Trigger. And then Trigger Jr. <laughs> but Roy Rogers, I mean, you know, he, he, he was one of those good cowboys. You know, he didn't put up with no foolishness, and, and he always won. Even though it didn't look like he was going. But, and I had the first time in my life, we were kids, and they had Roy Rogers come into the annual rodeo in Waco at the Coliseum there. And, uh, and Roy Rogers, and you know, I, I was, man, I was ready to see this man. Because on TV, you know, and in the movie, or the movies they showed, the old movies and on the TV, yeah, he looked like he was a big man. And Roy Rogers came riding out on Trigger, and I'll tell you what, he got off a of Trigger, and he was 
I was taller than he was at the age of 12. My hero. I thought was a humongous giant of a man. Well, you know, it's not the stature or the size that makes a man. It's the heart of the man. I want to tell you something. It's, it's not your loud praying that brings God. It's that prayer of faith. Amen. When people have confidence that God's hearing them when they pray. That's what makes a difference. But I, I was so disappointed that day. But I still liked him. I mean, you know, I didn't quit liking him because he was not what I thought he was, you know. But, I, but how many knows what I'm saying? You, can, you get a, a, something in your mind and it, it just looks like, and look what, look what the Lord told the children of Israel here. Because remember the, the ten spies said, in our eyes, we look like grasshoppers. We look like grasshoppers. But then the two spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, oh no, it's, it's just, yeah, there's giants there, but we're more than able to go and possess the land. God said it, let's do it. But the ten spies, they kind of uh, overruled at that time. And they ended up 40 more years wandering in the wilderness. 40 more years wandering in the wilderness. And, and you know what happened? 40, after the 40 years, all of those of a certain age that wasn't young and the older ones died off in the wilderness. And a new generation rose up. But there was two men, Joshua and Caleb, that was part of the older generation, that they stayed because they had a heart towards God. And they believed God. And now Joshua, after Moses goes on to be with the Lord, Joshua takes over. He's 80. Caleb is 80. And Joshua, in his first big battle after they cross over, is Jericho. Now, Jericho was a city that had walls around it, thick walls. They had chariot races. They were so thick on those walls. And they, they were noted in history to be, an, uh, you couldn't penetrate the walls of Jericho. Jericho was undefeated. There's no way that anybody could defeat them. But God told Joshua to go. And Joshua looked at the city. And he's looking at it. And the angel of God shows up. I believe it was the Lord Himself. And He came and He said, Now, look at what you got to do. And this is what the Lord told Him. He said to Joshua in verse 2, See, S-E-E, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. I have given them into your hand. See, <laughs> now, what was God saying? The, the battle, the victory is yours before you ever lift a sword. Yeah, come on. Joshua had to see like God saw. Now, the word see, and I've said this often here, but it bears repeating. But the word see is the past, present, perfect tense. I loved English when I was in school. Isn't that crazy? You'd think I'd love P.E. better, you know. (laughs) Phys ed or or football or baseball. I loved English. But the 
this word see, where, where the, the, the Lord tells him, see, I have given. Now, the walls were still there. The enemy was still there present. And the Lord said, see, I have given this city into your hands. It's king and the mighty men of valor. Now, that word see in English I, I, this is called English structure here. Y'all going to get an English lesson. Is that okay? But the word see is the past, present, perfect tense. Past, present, perfect tense. And what it means is God, this is what God's telling me, I've already given it to you. Even though it doesn't look like it's given. He said, I have given it to you. And is available now. So faith is like seeing, like God sees, and acting up on the Word with confidence. When God says something, we, we move up on the Word of God with confidence. Faith is seeing it. Faith is the substance in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. Amen. Abraham had to see as God saw concerning Isaac being sacrificed. Remember when God spoke to Abraham said, I'm going to bless you. All the earth is going to be blessed because of you. <clears throat> All the nations are going to be blessed because of you. And he got an, God gave him Isaac. Sarah was 90. She was past age of bearing children. God did a supernatural thing there. Sarah bore Isaac. Isaac grew up as a teen following his daddy. Went with him on hunting trips or whatever they did back then. And he also learned what worship was. Amen. He also learned how to worship God by his, by his father Abraham. Listen, I'll just point this out to dads. Listen, we have a responsibility to teach our children how to worship the Lord. Amen. Hmm. We have a responsibility. Somebody said, well, they're of age, they're just going to make it. No, no, no. We want to be able to set the example even after they're of age and set the example so that they can see the example of what worship and praise and obedience to God does. Abraham had sacrificed many times with Isaac. And they went up there and they were going up the mountain. And what, what happened was, <laughs> Isaac said, hey, Dad, I see the wood. I see the altar. But he said, you know, I noticed something. We didn't bring up a sacrifice with us. Where is the sacrifice? Abraham just looked at him, and these are three words he said. God will provide. God will provide. God will do it. God will keep his word. <laughs> Glory to God. God isn't going to leave us in a lurch. God's not going to leave us by ourselves. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us always, even to the end. God is there. The presence of God is there. Sometimes we don't feel it, but God's there. And we need to learn how to speak these things to our children. And know that we can see it's past, present, perfect. He's all, what it really means is that... God's already given, and it's available now. God's already paid the price, and it's available now. 
Nothing else has to be done concerning our redemption. Hallelujah. No more suffering. No more hanging on the cross for Jesus. He did it once and for all. And it's done once and for all. And now then we have what God says we have. Can you say amen? Oh, glory to God. And I want to do this last scripture because this is, uh, we see Jesus telling the disciples to look up. I, I want to tell you something. We need to look up. Because in the midst of all of the chaos that's in this world, what a prime time for harvest. When people don't know which way to turn, people that need God to supernaturally intervene physically for them, what better harvest field do we have right now? And look what Jesus said. He said, do not say there's still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They're already white to harvest. God has given us a harvest field right out here. I want to tell you something. We, we've met many people in the areas. They walk by and we talk. And, but, you know, a lot of them used to go to church. A lot of them went to church. A lot of them did that. And they said, no, we're not in church. We're not doing that, you know. And, but they're, they're happy that we're happy. <laughs> but you know what? It's a harvest field. God is wooing the backsliders back to Him. God's calling those that's known God to come back to Him. God's calling those that's been hurt and wounded to come back and let God put salve in those wounds and bring peace and joy of the Holy Ghost again. The harvest field is ours. And listen, we need to lift up our eyes and see what God sees. Look what what, uh, what, uh, Paul said. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank God, victory's ours. Can you say amen? I said victory's ours in the name of the Lord. All oh, look to Jesus, the author and the finisher. The author and the finisher. God's not going to leave you halfway somewhere. <laughs> He's the author and the finisher. Whatever, listen, God has the expiration date on all of us. And I want to tell you something, until that day, we, I believe when that day comes for any of us, we can leave with joy. Because we've looked to Him, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author. He started us on this road. He's going to help us finish it. Amen? He's brought us together as one. He's going to help us finish it. God wants us to finish what He's begun. Not what man starts. Not what man begins. Not what man... Let's, let's get in unison with God and say, let's see what God wants. And let's move forward and let God lead us because He's the author and the finisher. He's the author and the finisher. Oh, listen. God, God called me to preach when I was probably five. I didn't realize it was a call of God then. But I was preaching in my garage anyway. And we saw the young man come to the Lord. He had to go put a shirt on before I prayed for him. But he came and he had a shirt on. His mama told him, he said, he said she said, what are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for a shirt. It was summertime, you know. And we had our little garage. I had some coffee cans, some wood over there for the pews. And had a guitar with rubber bands on a, a, a cardboard cutout, you know. And, I mean, boy, we had church. And my, my brother and my sister were always the sinners. 
We had to have sinners, you know, lift their hands at the end, you know. But uh, but this little boy came in. He wanted. To, he had his shirt off and everything. It was hot. He he had a migraine headache. He said, "I want to be healed." I said, "You do?" I said, "Okay." I, I said, "But you got to go home and put a shirt on before we pray for you." <laughs> oh, listen, I had some bad teaching back then, you know. And and God lo- God loves people. God will do the changing. God will do the cleaning up. How many understand what I'm saying? God will help people clean up. God, I've seen people that got saved that God had cleaned up their mouth. Amen? Now, don't look at me so innocent. But God had to clean up. God, God's had to clean up our minds. He's had to, you know, listen, God, nothing's impossible with God. He's in, he's in the business of cleaning up and restoring. But I said, you got to go put a shirt on first. He ran home and he was running through his drawers. His mom said, where are you going? She said, he said, i got to get a shirt. Clarence won't pray for me if I don't have a I told you he's crazy. Leave him alone. It took him a long time to get that shirt. But finally he stuck out of the house. He got a shirt on and we prayed for him. God healed that headache. <laughs> Glory to God. The childlike faith or faith as a child. That's what God's looking for. Amen. But listen, God wants to encourage us. Lift up our eyes. Our redemption draws near. God's not left us in a lurch. He's with us today. I said, He's here right now. He's here in Aubrey, Texas. He's here right now with everybody. Because He is God. And God is in charge. And God's in control. And God's in charge of your life. He's in control of our life. He's in charge of everybody that's watching by Facebook Live. I'll tell you what. We just need to start looking to God. Lift up our eyes and behold Him, because He is the answer. Father, we thank You, and we just praise You for the Word of God. Thank You for the power of the Word. Lord, we just give You glory for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. We praise You. We praise You, Jesus. Amen. How many many believes? Do you believe this morning? I want you to just shut your eyes. Well, on. We believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe, only believe, only believe. All things are possible, only, now could you slip up your hand saying, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, all things are possible, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, all things are possible, Lord, I, now just slip up both hands and say, Lord, I receive, because God wants to give it to you, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive. All things are possible, Lord, I receive. 
Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. Just keep your eyes shut and lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank you. As we lift our hand of surrender to you, Lord, you are Lord. You're Lord of our life. And Father, we thank you today that every person of Faith Assembly Church, God is touched by you. Our eyes are open to your strength, your power, your anointing, your peace, your joy, your love. We Our eyes open to who you are. And Father, we thank you for manifesting yourself. And God, let us, as we go out these doors, lift up our eyes and behold the field, for they're white, ready to harvest. God, and let us begin to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, to those that are backslid, those that have known God, those that made mistakes and sinned and fell by the wayside, God, let them know there's hope. The blood of Jesus redeemed us. We thank you, Father. We just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning and thank you all for coming. And <clears throat> We're going to be doing Facebook Live tonight at 6 and then Wednesday night again. We're going to be hearing what the governor says tomorrow. And we're going to be, I believe God's going to start opening up things more. And uh, so I want our singers to get ready. <laughs> Amen. I'll tell you what, I know how it is if you, 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 want, you want to get up there and do it. And, but you know what, we, I, I appreciate everybody's cooperation in what we're doing right now. But you know what, the time's coming, we're going to be released. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we better make room up here for shouting and dancing. I don't know. As, as people people say, I've been bound up long enough, Brother Terrence, I'm ready to dance and shout. <laughs> well, glory to God. Father, bless our people. Minister to them in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Well, I'm redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory. Christ is mine. All to Him I now resign. I have been, I have been redeemed. 